Welcome to this week's episode of the Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I'm your host, Dominic. And just a little side note before we get into the show, if you enjoy this episode or have enjoyed any episodes in the past, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star review slash rating on Spotify. That way, people who haven't discovered the podcast can discover it for the first time. So if you did that, that would really help us out a lot, and I appreciate those who have done it already. In episode 54 of The Runny Effect, I have the great privilege of speaking with Nico Young. Nico is undoubtedly one of the greatest prep stars that America has ever had. In high school, Nico cemented himself as one of the greatest high school runners ever. In just his senior year, he went undefeated all year and won the prestigious NXN, setting a course record along the way despite horrible conditions. It was super rainy and windy that day, which made it all the more impressive. He was also excellent in the classroom with a 4.68 GPA. Excelling both academically and in running, Nico won the 2019-2020 Gatorade Boys Cross Country and Track and Field Player of the Year, an award reserved for only the best of the best. Due to the COVID pandemic, Nico never got the chance to compete his senior year track season, which makes his high school career accolades all the more impressive given he didn't get this uh, extra season. After Nico graduated high school, he then went on to attend Northern Arizona University, better known as NAU. At NAU, Nico has only continued to flourish. Within just two years, Nico was one of the top runners in the NCAA. Just last summer, Nico qualified for the U.S. Olympic trials, placing ninth in the 5K final, beating a handful of professionals along the way. He has also placed top 10 at multiple NCAA championships and helped his team win team titles, especially in cross country. And then just a few weeks ago, actually, in the indoor track NCAA meet, he helped NAU podium for the first time in school history, which was super cool to see. Nico currently holds the U.S. high school national records in the 2K and 3K and U.S. under 20 indoor and outdoor 5K records. I think a lot of people see the results, especially in Nico's case, but don't see all the work that went into the result. In this episode, we try to unpack Nico's successful career the best we can. We do a deep dive into Nico's career from his start in the sport in fifth grade to his future in the sport of running. We talk about topics such as pressure, having a process over outcomes mindset, working on the mental side of running, working with two amazing coaches in his career, Mike Smith and Sean Brosnan, uh, the NCAA championships, what makes NAU so special, and so, so much more. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with Nico and get a deeper understanding of his journey in the sport. I personally can't wait to see what the future holds for him because it is certainly bright. Before we hop into this episode, and just to cap off this introduction, uh, I'm going to cap it off with a quote from Nico's high school coach, Sean Brosnan, where Sean said, quote, I don't know when I will ever see another athlete with Nico's talent or ability to push himself beyond his limits, along with the curiosity to see how truly great he can be. He's a once-in-a-lifetime athlete, end quote. So with that being said, here's my amazing conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Nico Young. Nico, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So for starters, of course, this podcast won't come out right after we record it, but probably a few days afterward. So just last night, uh, your brothers, Lex and Leo, ran some incredibly fast times in the mile. So as their older brother, how cool has it been to see them just accomplishing so many amazing things over the past couple of years? Um, I mean, it's been 
it's been really awesome to see them do what they've been doing these past few years. I mean, I was on the team with them for one year when I was in high school, and I could tell that they really enjoyed it, and it's just like I, I love seeing them just keep improving and really enjoying what they're doing and uh, running really well. It couldn't be better than it is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so let's just dive right into your career and start out with your high school career where you ran at the esteemed Newberry Park High School where both your brothers, who we were just uh, uh, talking about, run as well currently. So can you take us uh, back into how you got your start in the sport of running and then additionally what your first impressions of the sport were? Yeah, um, so I started running when I think I was like five or six years old. I started with running in youth track um and uh i did youth track all the way up until high school i never started i didn't start cross country until i got into high school and um when i went to newbury park high school i didn't know who the coach would be or anything like that um actually coach coach sean's first year was my first year at newbury park so i got to know him as he got to know the school and the team and all of that as well so that was um that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, so he, he kind of like taught me everything that I know about running really. Like I didn't, I didn't know pro running existed when I got into high school until he kind of like introduced me to the whole running world and showed me how good I could really be. And now I'm know a lot more and I'm very invested in this sport. So, yeah. Yeah. So speaking a little bit more on Sean, um, as you were kind of just saying, and I'm reaffirming, you had one of the greatest high school coaches ever, debatably the greatest high school coach ever as your coach in high school, Sean Brosnan. So what are the biggest lessons you learned from Sean during your four years uh, at Newberry Park under him? Uh, Well, I think, I mean, I learned, I learned like everything about running like what makes a good runner like running mechanic type things um workouts and just like how you should train and how you should approach training and that um really just like i mean kind of everything but i'd say the main thing one main thing was um you know that working hard uh is a cool thing to do and it's uh and doing it in high school is is really awesome because it prepares you for college. And that was something that uh, we made sure to do. He did progress me really, really well throughout high school. So then when I got to college, I was ready to progress more. And it was like on a really nice like progression plan. So I think that was perfect. I also learned um, the mental side of running and uh, all of the little things that you've got to do like in your life that are really important uh, for running. I learned from him. Um, I'm also I've met a lot of people through him in the sport and it has made my experience even better. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how diving yeah. into your relationship a little bit more, how has your relationship developed from the time you joined the team as a freshman, which was one of Sean's uh, first years as a high school coach, to then your senior year in high school where you were kind of dominating the US high school scene? Yeah, um, so it progressed. Uh, it wasn't like a linear progression. It was more like um, once I kind of like when I when I got, first got into high school, I was like five one as a freshman, so I was like really small and like completely underdeveloped and probably hadn't really hit puberty yet. So it was just like I just ran like 
as hard as I could and didn't really know what I was doing. And I got injured a whole bunch and I missed my freshman track season because of that. And I cross trained and then going into my sophomore year, I got injured a lot throughout cross country as well. And then by sophomore track season, I was like seven or eight inches taller and was more developed and uh, was just able to actually like handle running every day where before that was just not really something that I was, able to do consistently so that definitely was like a huge uh progression with with that so yeah so then like after my uh like my sophomore season like I realized wow I could actually be good at this and that was partially like my performances but mostly um it came from Sean telling me like he could just like see the potential that I had and how good I could get if I really kept with it so I trusted him and I kept with it and my junior year was probably where it really started to extend like how good I was able to be and every single race like he told me what I was capable of doing and I believed it and that allowed me to um, achieve those things and that just continued throughout the rest of my high school career. Yeah totally so why do you think like Sean's unwavered belief in you was why do you think it was so important because I think he instills this belief in you guys that you guys can do some pretty incredible things and um, he makes you believe that you can run a certain time even though in the current moment it might seem crazy and then you end up actually going out and doing it so why do you think it's so important for him to instill such a big belief in you guys? Uh, I think it's especially important in high school, and I think that was, like, the biggest uh, difference with me was just because I ha- didn't really have any experience. I didn't really know what how training really translated to racing and all of that, so I kind of was really trusting him to tell me what he thought I could do based on, like, the training I had done and all of that, so I knew that, like, he had the answer um, to that question, and uh, it was, I think it was, like, like almost 100% of the time it was, it was like correct. So I, I trusted in that. And now kind of like at this point, um, I, I'm able to, like, I know a lot now that I can, you know, pretty easily, I feel like assess where I am just uh, myself, but that came from learning from him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So your junior year, I believe in cross country and correct me if I'm wrong, you placed fourth at NXN as an individual. And then that following track season, you ran 840 and the 3200 meter um, at Arcadia. So those were like, I think, the first times that people kind of started to recognize you on a national level. So your junior year, you kind of start to have like a breakout, a breakout year. So what did that year mean to you, especially in your progression of high school? Um, Because I feel like that's when people really started to know the name Nico Young yeah um well that definitely uh I mean that just showed me that um I could be uh the best in the country and that that's what I should strive to to be and strive to um like what I should try to run so it kind of just like I think it just I mean I I think um Sean already knew this but I think for me it was like a mental thing of just like increasing the ceiling that I thought was there, like even making it even higher at that point, because then I I knew more of what I was capable of. So then I went into my senior year with um, the goal to win NXN. Yeah, so your senior year, you end up setting a national record in the three-mile at, I believe, Woodbridge, which was just ended up being broken by your younger brother this past year, which is kind of special. And then, as you just said, the goal was, like, to win NXN your senior year. 
and you not only won, you kind of dominated, and uh, just that whole cross-country season was just truly incredible. So can you take us through your senior year cross-country season and just how special some of those races were to you, like to see all the hard work pay off from the previous four years? Yeah, well, I was, like, really lucky to not really have many like injury things pop up through like my junior and senior year which I think helped a lot and I think a lot of that came from um, being coached really well and kind of not being thrown into training that I couldn't do yet that would probably cause me to be injured so that was I think that was really good also being smart about which races we were racing and I think that definitely played into the momentum of going into NXN was just like we from the start of the season we had a select like few races that were really important for us which was like the Clovis invite Woodbridge the state meet and NXN those were probably like the four important races and then there were other races that we ran that we had to run but um keeping our focus on those races and then on some key workouts I think uh helped build confidence and uh yeah build confidence coming into the national meet so then we were ready for it Mm -hmm. Looking back on your time in high school, what are you most proud of? Um, I, uh, uh, I think, I feel like I'm most proud of my commitment to the sport and just seeing how good I could be. And like, I'm glad that, you know, like I really, I wanted it and I was, uh, I had the, mindset and like the motivation and perseverance to go after it and be all in um I think that's probably what I'm most proud of I think it taught me many things Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I guess I've mentioned this a few times before, and I, I honestly believe that anyone who's listening to this podcast or who is a running fan in general knows how accomplished Newberry Park is as a program. And I feel like you were the individual that kind of kickstarted it all. You and Sean were like the two people that kind of cemented Newberry Park as one of the greatest programs in history, and they've only continued to surpass the success that you had in high school as a team. And it's just really, really exciting to see as a fan. So I'm interested to know what does it mean to you to look back and personally see the impact you've had on the program oh it's it's awesome to look back and see that because i mean the people who are on the team currently who are uh you know having a lot of success in our um upperclassmen i was on the team with them so i i know most of them uh personally really well and i just think um you know, it's really cool to see a lot of them step into those like leadership roles that um, I had and my teammate Jace had when we were on the team. And I just think, um, I mean, we started the culture and helped it build, but they've really kind of completed that and uh, have created something that is uh, really special there. And I think goes from top to bottom on that team. Mm-hmm. So. Looking back, if you could go back and uh, give your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say I would tell myself to not um, to to enjoy the process a little bit more rather than focusing on uh, any sort of outcome. I think I would have I would have said that. Um, I think sometimes it can be easy to get hung up in. Uh, your goals or things like that where you really should 
uh, be enjoying the process. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll probably dive into this a little bit more when we talk about NAU in a, in a few short minutes. But diving into that a little bit more, uh, how has it been imp- – or like I know Coach Smith – uh, like really preaches on the importance of process over outcomes. So for you personally, and I guess you kind of answered this, um, like if you could go back and give one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, how have you like tried to embrace that phrase process over outcomes over the past few years since uh, being at NAU? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a, yeah, I guess a process that is always, always like going like I um, am still like always on a a journey with that and I think it's just something that I've improved on a lot um, since like the start of my high school career but um, yeah we definitely focus a lot on like um, I think it helps a lot with any sort of stress or pressure or anxiousness that comes with wanting something really bad or an outcome really badly or needing it to be a certain way, I think it really helps with relieving a lot of that stress and pressure. So then you, you enjoy, you can enjoy the process and likely perform even better when it comes to the point of, uh, yeah, that race or wherever, whatever the goal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going into a topic that I think very few people can speak on because they aren't in a position to speak on it. It seemed like the outside world had put immense pressure on you in high school, especially your senior year, where like you were across every running news website. At meets, there were stories of kids running up to you, trying to take selfies with you as you guys were trying to warm up, and Sean had to uh, like get them out of your way so you could focus. And you were definitely like a celebrity, a low-key celebrity in high school, at least in the running world. And then there were always uh, there. And this is just with anything with like, you know, young stars, there are always people putting pressure on you to run certain times. So like, that's what I mean by the outside world. So how did you personally deal with this pressure? And then additionally, how do you advise Lex and Leo currently on the subject? Because they're slowly starting to get in the position that you were in a few years ago. Yeah. um, Well, I think it's, similar to um kind of like what i was just talking about like i mean with the media and everyone like much external pressure to um do a certain thing and you can either choose to focus on that or focus on the like the process and what you're doing right now um versus that and i think it just can provide a lot of uh it can relieve a lot of the pressure if you focus on what you're doing right now and the people that you're around every day versus maybe lots of people that you don't know or the media that's placing this external pressure on you. So I think that can be one way that uh, can help with um, managing it if there's trouble with managing it. And then another thing is that you can kind of like embrace it a little bit too. Like, I mean, you know, this pressure and all this is being put was being put on me um, because I had ran really well. So I was like, this is like, you know, this is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I should embrace it and have fun with the process. And, you know, maybe I'll do what they say I'm going to do. But regardless, I'm going to be happy with how I um, progress to it. So Mm -hmm. and then I think um, with with Lex and Leo, um, they're definitely getting to a point where there's a lot of pressure being put on them. I think they're really good at managing it already. They're really like happy and uh, 
I don't know, like free people sort of like they, they're, I feel like they're very good at managing pressure, but I definitely talked to them and have told them, given them advice about it, but um, I think they're doing a really good job. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So kind of culminating your high school career, what do you think the biggest misconception, uh, what do you think people's biggest misconception about you was in high school? Um, I think it was like that I, I don't know. I feel like this is like for anyone who like runs really fast all of a sudden. They think it like comes out of nowhere, but it it's it doesn't really it didn't really come out of nowhere. It was always there. It just it didn't line up correctly until like I had like a really good um block of training or race where, you know, everything aligned on that day. So it was just like it was it wasn't a linear like process to getting to where I was, but there were definitely glimpses everywhere along the way showing where I could be. And I think that's what helps like my coach be able to tell me like what he thought I could do because he had watched me train and watched my progression since my freshman year, knowing exactly what I could do on the day of a race. Mm -hmm. Uh, One more question on your high school career. And this question might sound a bit cheesy, but uh, I think a lot of people from the outside world don't realize how much work is required to reach the heights of greatness that you reached in high school. So I'm curious to know, and again, it is kind of a bit of a cheesy question, but just shedding some light on it. Just how hard did you have to work to um, get as fast as you did in high school and reach the heights of greatness that you did? Just how hard did you work to achieve that? Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely worked hard. It was, it was, I think it was less about working hard and more about um, being committed to the idea of like working hard and being able to um, kind of accept whatever is, is given to you and training and what you have to do and being okay with doing it and being excited to do it. Cause then whatever is, whatever is thrown at you or whatever is given to you is not like a surprise or something that you're dreading versus, but it's something that you're excited for and happy to do because you know, it's going to make you better. And I think um, we, we definitely we did a lot of different things to um, help develop uh, us as athletes, and I think like Sean just is so knowledgeable with this sport and training that you know we he knew what kinds of workouts to do. Like we would have, he would tell us which days were going to be really hard, and we would be, you know, ready on that day, like for the really hard day, and that would be a really hard day, and we would get it done. And then you know we would have easy days and all that and long runs, but um. He also didn't overlook like the strengthening side and doing stuff like that to prevent injuries. So there's definitely a lot going on that uh, we had to pay attention to in order to achieve those goals. And um, yeah, it was, it was about like being, you know, all in and, and caring about it. So then it's, you can really uh, get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One question on the academic side, because you um, you obviously kept really high grades in high school, which ended up helping you become the Gatorade uh, National High School Cross Country Player of the Year. So you maintained super high grades, but then also you were spending hours a day on this passion of yours, which is running. And even some days at Newberry Park, you guys have to wake up super, super early for morning practice. So how did you personally balance you know, the time demands of both the academic side of life and then the running? side of life yeah um that that's kind of like another piece to that um like working hard part is just like um it was about just 
having kind of like I mean with the high school schedule you're already you have to go to school already for like most of the day so that kind of like is set in stone and then everything else is worked around that so like sometimes we would have uh like some like strengthening stuff before practice and like a run after practice and then usually like you know, I wouldn't be home until like 5 p.m. or something like that, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. And then what I would do is like immediately start my homework so that I could get it done and then kind of do it all over again the next day. But I mean, that's kind of like, I feel like just what it was like at the high school that I was at, which was, I feel like it was a pretty good academic school and I was taking um, harder classes that I, I don't know if I needed to take them, but I, I did it anyways. And I've, I've got credit for that in college, so that was nice. But, um, but, like, that would also free up time, like, on the weekends or some weekdays where I had less work that I could do um, other things that I really enjoyed. So it wasn't – it was it was just important for me to not – to be good at not procrastinating and getting stuff done so then I had more free time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going now into your time at NAU, you were obviously the most recruited athlete coming out of high school. So, of course, you really could have gone to any school you wanted to. So I'm curious to know what made NAU stick out uh, from other schools that made you want to go there? Yeah, I think it was like three main things that stood out about NAU. Um, one was uh, the, the training partners here. I just it, it's already like a, it was already a really established program, clearly winning multiple national titles um, with lots of great athletes that I knew if I stepped onto this team, I would have lots of people to train with that would push me every day. So that was like a huge reason. And then another reason is uh, coach Smith. I think he's, I think he is, he was like, he's the coach for me and the, who I would, who I wanted to be coached by in college. And I just think that he was just the best choice for me as a coach. And I think that was like also a huge part of it. And then the third thing would be just like a Flagstaff is has a huge running community. Like it's at 7,000 feet. It has like endless dirt roads. Like I still haven't been to some that like we go to new ones all the time. Like it's, it's just like a great training environment. We have great facilities and all that as well. So it's just is like optimal for all of those things. Mm-hmm. How do you think you've grown as an athlete since being at NAU? Uh, I think I've definitely grown, um, I mean, like physically and, uh, like fitness and all of that. And that was like, I mean, that's just like getting better and, and doing different training that I didn't do in high school and all of that. I mean, that was, def- that's definitely a, an improvement that is c- continuing and all that. But, um, I think, uh, a, and that was like an, I feel like I expected to obviously get a lot better, um, with fitness and all that stuff. But I think, an, uh, a part that I kind of didn't really expect as much was how much I've grown like mentally. I think I've just, I approach things a little bit differently and I've kind of become more aware of a lot more like aspects of my life and running and the, our team. And just like, I just feel like I'm, I've just matured a lot more. And I think I've done that with the help of my, 
teammates and definitely my coaches. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, going into the mental side a little bit more, your whole team works with uh, one of my good friends and actually previous guest on the podcast, Shannon Thompson, who's a mental uh, performance expert. So what has it been like for you personally to uh, work on your mental performance in this way and kind of maximize your performance as a whole by focusing on a very important aspect such as the mental side of running? Yeah, um, well, I mean, Shannon has definitely been uh, a really helpful uh, coach and, like, guide in this whole process throughout college. We meet with her, like, as a team every week for mental performance sessions and stuff, which I think uh, really helps. Like, she addresses different things each week depending on, like, what's going on during the season and that type of thing, and I think that's always a good reminder of kind of the things you should be focusing on and some stuff that doesn't need to be focused on and doesn't really matter. Um, so she's always really good for that. I also think just kind of like talking to her about anything uh, on the mental side of running that issues that you may be having or things like that. She's been an amazing um, help with that. And I think it's an important thing to be addressed uh, in this sport because so much of it is mental. So I think that's really important. Is there a particular tip or trick she's taught you that you found um, especially helpful in your time working with her? Yeah, I think it's just like all kind of revolves around like the idea of when you're racing, focusing on what you're doing during the race and being in the moment for as long as you can uh, without thinking about the outcome and uh, focusing on what's in your control, not what's out of your control. Uh, during the race and before the race as well and weeks leading up to it. I think uh, focusing on just help, help her helping us be in the moment for as long as we can in a race I think is, is really helpful and helps us uh, perform better and be more relaxed when racing as well. Mm-hmm, totally. From a physical standpoint, I believe I, you and high school and your team Newberry Park would go up to Big Bear Lake for about a month every summer to train before the cross country season. But you had never really lived at altitude like year round. So when you first moved to NAU, how was the transition both from an altitude perspective and then also a training perspective where you're running a lot more miles and some of the sessions are more intense, whether it be like a double threshold day or something else? Um, yeah, so, yeah, definitely uh, going to altitude for a month is a lot different than living at altitude. It's, like, a completely different thing, and I feel like I didn't realize that when I came here. I thought it would just be, like, oh, after, like, four weeks, you know, I'm adjusted to altitude, but it's, it's really, like, a constant adjustment. Like, like, three months later, you feel better. A year later, you feel better. It's, like, it's just, like, a constant thing that I feel like is occurring, and, um really helps with like aerobic fitness and that type of thing. Um, so we kind of like take advantage of that with like things like you said, like double threshold sessions or just honestly, just regular aerobic runs are just better at altitude because you're just getting more from it. So, I mean, that's been definitely a transition, but living here now it's become my new normal. So kind of what I thought was normal at sea level has now just is now just at altitude. So it's kind of been like a complete transition, I would say, where this is just now going to sea level is not normal. (laughs) (laughs) How did you personally adjust um, 
from being the top high schooler in the nation, undoubtedly, like destroying the second, third best kids in the country to then transitioning to the NCAA system where you were no longer the best. And even on your team, having so many guys who could push you in workouts and such, what was that like? What was that shift like personally? Um, I think the shift was, uh, I think it was really, I think it was necessary to have that because then it, it raised the bar for what I wanted to do in training and, um, and, and in racing. So it was just became like this new goal and progression to, you know, be one of the best athletes in the NCAA and, uh, definitely really helps to have multiple teammates who are some of the best athletes in C in the NCAA, if not the best athletes. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a huge thing. Just, I mean, just having those people to train with to push me harder and then also having the standard even higher because the people I'm competing against are much better. So I think that definitely helped me improve a lot. Yeah, totally. Can you take us through your first year in the NCAA, particularly because it was a very unique situation where you didn't actually have a true cross-country championship in the fall, which I'm curious to hear if that helped you or not, because you had more time to kind of transition into the training before being thrown into some pretty big races. Yeah, um, well, I think it did help me because, I mean, when I first got here, uh, training was going well and everything, but I I got injured during the fall of my freshman year and didn't run for like five weeks, so I wouldn't even have ran the fall championship if it even happened in the fall um so that was like kind of cool to be able to then run it in the spring or the winter but um uh yeah and I think that kind of like that kind of like injury and uh break I had from running kind of served as I feel like my break for the season and then after that after I got better um I started to kind of get back to training and kind of went straight through to cross country which was um I think really helpful, especially being able to go home to sea level for winter break and then coming back to altitude. I think that was really helpful and just kind of getting to a good fitness place again and being ready for cross-country season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so going into that injury a little bit more, you said previously that you were lucky enough to not really have been injured your junior or senior year of high school, which is when you had some pretty incredible success. So then having this injury, which sidelined you for about five weeks, you said, how did you like mentally deal with that? And then additionally, how did you build back your confidence after coming back from that injury? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was not easy because I hadn't really dealt with anything like that since like my freshman year of high school which I barely remembered um so it was just like it was all about managing my mind during that time and kind of not letting it go to places um where I didn't want it to go just thinking about the rest of the season and not like really just not knowing what was going to happen because I couldn't train so that was definitely really tough but once I got out of it I definitely wasn't in a great uh fitness spot but it kind of you know it, it started to come back pretty quickly and I was really um happy with that and I kind of just took it day by day and and used that momentum to uh yeah bring me through each workout and the couple races that we did um before the national meet and cross country by the time I came back for the second semester of college I was definitely in um, a much better uh fitness place than I had ever been in my life. So that was, um, 
really encouraging for sure. Mm -hmm. So NAU for years has had such amazing success on the NCAA level especially in cross country, but also in track. And then um, with you going there, ever since you've been there, you guys have only gotten better. So what do you attribute NAU's long-lasting success to? Because I feel like some programs are successful for a year or two, and then they have a few down years, and then they're back up, whereas NAU has been very consistent in being the best program in the nation for many, many years now. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I think we are very specific about the people that um, we recruit to this program and the the people who we think are the right fit and really fit in um, with our team because we're trying to you know continue what has already happened and just kind of make sure that it stays um, you know with the same like like minded people who want to you know reach this goal and and work hard to get there. So I think that's a huge piece of it. I also think just gets better and better um the standard just gets raised and i think everyone is is always uh trying to reach that like every day um at practice and i think it just is like it's crazy it's just like across the board i mean we have like 20 people on our team and every single person is um is on it all the time and uh i think also just doing it as a group and doing it together you know creates the environment that uh, allows that to keep, keep on happening and, uh, keep improving. And also like our, I mean, our coaches are, are really, uh, they know, they know how to talk to us about the right things. And we know how to talk to ourselves as a team about the right things to kind of keep this momentum going and, uh, make sure that we keep doing, uh, what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. You guys have definitely built up a strong team culture, as you were kind of just outlining a moment ago. And then even throwing it back to high school, Newberry Park had such a strong culture as well, which I think are both attributes that make both of those programs so successful. So how have you guys built up this strong team culture? And then after that, additionally, what are some things you think help make a successful culture for maybe someone listening who wants to transform their high school or collegiate program into a better successful culture? Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, from, uh, high school to college, like the team, like my college team was already like really established and had like a great culture already. And then it just kind of began like, uh, I mean, it just only improved from there. Like we just, as a team, like, you know, only wanted to get better. So it was just like about figuring out things that we could be better at and addressing them with everyone. So then everyone's on the same page and then moving forward from there. I think that um, was really helpful. And I think one piece of advice I can give to somebody who wants the culture of their team to be better is that it, it can't just be coming from like the culture, like the culture change and like kind of what you want to be different can't just be coming from the coaches or from, one person on the team it kind of has to be like a general thing throughout uh the entire team like it should be like if the coaches weren't there it should be happening organically on the team anyways and everyone should kind of be invested in that and I think that's um been a process over many years that um the NAU team has gone through and I think it's at a really good point right now where everyone is on the same page and uh, we bring stuff up within our group without, you know, the coaches needing to, but they're also there, always there to make sure that we're on the right track. So I think having both of those components is really important. 
Yeah, speaking of your coaches a little bit more, and specifically Coach Mike Smith, how has he had an impact on you, and what has it been like having him as a coach, and like, what are the lessons you've learned from him? Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, like, really, really amazing. I mean, like, any any problem that I have running mental anything with that, like, I can address with him, and he like has a way to navigate it and uh, be better from it. And I think that's like, I, I mean, I, I'm talking meet with him like all the time and it's, uh, it's really, uh, he's helped me so much with just like so many things, really just like outlook on running and just uh, life and school and all of that. Like, um, I mean, I feel like I'm also just getting older and more mature and, um, all of that. So like I'm, I'm getting, being more developed anyways, but I think having him to help me in that process has been like transformational and really, really important. Not just like learning more things about the sport, but also learning more about myself and other people. Mm-hmm. So. So diving into your most recent season, the NCAA indoor season, uh, just a few weeks ago, actually, where the NCAA indoor meet happened, you podiumed in two events, the 3K and 5K, at the NCAA indoor meet and helped your team, NAU, podium for the first time in school history. I think you guys got fourth place. So what did it mean to you to do these big things? Uh, I mean, it was really exciting. It was a really exciting meet. I mean, the the goal of indoor season was uh, the national meet. So everything was leading up to that. And uh, I think it, it came at the right time. We were, you know, mentally ready and ready in training. Everything um, was for the most part going pretty good. So it was just like a, it was, it was a great, like a really fun trip to be able to um, race there with the Drew and Abdi Hamid. Um, I mean, we had, the idea of podiuming was like, we knew it was possible, but it kind of wasn't, I feel like at least for me, it wasn't really something I was thinking about the whole time because I didn't really want to put my mind on it because I knew if it, if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. I didn't know how likely it would be for it to happen. But um, I think after the first, the 5k going so well, it definitely uh, was a strong possibility. And I feel like that kind of created a lot of momentum going into the 3k thinking, um, you know, how, how that was possible and just kind of, trying to have another, um, execute another great race. Um, and I'm, I was definitely really proud about how, like, I, well, I made some mistakes, but I think I got a lot from it. So, (laughs) yeah. Speaking of the three K, I believe you got tripped up and fell in the middle of it. And then you ended up coming back to still end up finishing on the podium and getting some points for your team and helping that, uh, team podium chase. So take us through like your mindset of, one, falling down, and then two, regrouping yourself and trying to work your way back up through the race, but also trying to not expend all the energy right away to catch up because obviously you were a little bit behind from the fall. Yeah, well, I think that goes back to like even just um, coming off of the first race, the 5K, and just kind of like, you know, that was a great race, but still being super focused on the 3K, I think um, really helped with anything that may happen during the race. So I was still like, you know, there was no, like anything could happen during the race and I was still going to um, do my best regardless of what happened. So I knew that that was um, something that um, I could trust myself that I would be able to do during the race. So I think that helped when I 
was tripped up and I fell, which definitely was not ideal. And it was like, I freaked out. Like I was like kind of mad when it happened, but I, I, like the first thought that went through my head was like, I'm not going to let this ruin this race. I was like, I feel pretty good right now. I'm not going to let this mess this up. So I was, I, I tried to kind of sort of slowly get back to the pack. I could have done it maybe a little bit slower, but um, I kind of got back up there and then just finished the race competing. I think it took, it took some out of me to do that, but thankfully the race hadn't really started to move too much less yet by the time I fell. I think it was like exactly at the halfway point during the race when I fell and the race didn't start moving really fast till probably like three, I don't know, like four laps for you or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So your teammate Abdi Hamid Nur won both the 3K and 5K, which as I just said a minute ago, you participated in as well. And then your teammate, your other teammate, Drew Bosley, was also in the 5K. So how cool was it to see Abdi Hamid win a double national title, which is very, very rare in the NCAA? And then just additionally as a whole, how cool is it to see your other teammates in like team as a whole accomplish so many amazing things and be a part of their journey in the sport? Um, yeah, well, I think it was it was awesome definitely to see uh, Abdi Hamid win both of those events. I mean, it's been like, I feel like it's been a, a long time coming for him to do that. I mean, he was in such a great place uh, in training this indoor season. I mean, we definitely saw it coming. Like, we knew it was possible um, for him to perform the way that he did. And it kind of really came together on the day, I think. And he, he I mean, he executed it really well. And he's been... Um, He's a really great racer, and he's got the mental part down, knows how to navigate it and close at the end of a race really well. So I think it's just like a really a big development um, step for him where he is now like he's he's transcended like college running and it's very, uh, you know, he's I mean, he he definitely showed at that meet that he is uh, one of the best. So I think that was uh really awesome and i excited to train with him uh, i was it's awesome to train with him every day so i mean that's an even better thing with that but um yeah just i mean being a part of this team uh just like across the board it has been um just really has really helped my running and um helped foster like a really great environment to train i mean everyone regardless if you're the person who's running the fastest on the team or someone who's injured it's just like it's always there no matter who you are there's I feel like there's no like I don't know there's no like bad energy or things like that where it's just like people aren't getting along like it's it's really like we're in this together and I think that's a huge aspect as to why we've been so successful and continue to be so yeah yeah that's awesome to hear uh, three quick questions on your future in this upcoming year. Starting with this upcoming year, what are some goals you have for 2022 and uh, both from a process and outcome standpoint? Yeah, um, well, I think coming up on this year, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to be focusing on uh, the 5K again this outdoor season and um I'll run probably some 1500s, but um, probably my primary focus will be the 5K. I'll probably try to run like a fast one during the season and then uh, try to get to the NCAA meet in the 5K and compete there and try to qualify for uh, USA's in the 5K as well and um, see where that goes. So I think that's kind of like my um, race plan for 
this outdoor season and kind of like the process oriented stuff and training. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, day by day, I'm going to be like whatever my coach gives me. I, I know that he's um, preparing me for what we have planned out for this season. And that's going to be um, really helpful with that. I mean, there's parts of my training right now that I feel like are a little bit um, need some more work than others where some areas are really great right now, but I need to work on some other areas. And I think that's going to be um, a great focus for this season. So I can, you know, get to the postseason and be able to compete really well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of last year, you made the Olympic trials 5k final, which was a, a massive deal and super cool to see. So one, what was it like to compete on a national stage for the first time? And then also as a little bit of a follow-up to that, who are the people you look up to most in the sport of running currently? Um, yeah. So to, to, uh, Olympic trials was like first of all like to qualify there that was like the first thing and then once I got there was um you know how far can I go like it was all about the prelim when I uh when I first got there I didn't think about the final and then once I made it to the final it was just like how how good how fast like you know like how how well can I compete in this race against the uh, best athletes in the United States currently and the 5k and um I think that was just like an incredible um, experience, travel experience, um, me experience, meeting people. I think it was just kind of like even just watching the races that I wasn't racing in in person was really awesome. So I think that was just like it was just a really enriching trip in general. Um, but uh, I mean, I'd say what I look up to the most in the sport are, I mean, I definitely look up to um, – my teammates and past teammates, like I think Luis was a, I definitely looked up to him a lot when he was here and I still do now as a pro runner. I mean, Abdi Hamid is definitely someone who I look up to and train with. So I kind of see it all firsthand and then kind of other people in the sport who I'm not, don't really know that well. I mean, I, I've always looked up to um, Galen Rupp a lot. I think uh, he kind of resembles a lot of what I strive to be like and want to do. Um, in my future career. So I've definitely looked up to him a lot. Um, I mean, there's so many great uh, American runners, you know, right now that I think that I, that I definitely look up to and um, probably will compete against in the future at trials and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. What excites you personally the most about the sport of running currently? Um, I think, uh, I mean, I think what excites me is I feel like it's becoming, like, I don't know. I feel like I haven't been, it's not like I've been in this, I feel like this sport for a long time or really followed it for, I've only been following it kind of since high school, but I feel like it's developed and I feel like running has become more popular. I feel like there's more like pro athletes and more companies sponsoring athletes than there ever were before. And I think that's just like the best thing that could happen. I think that's so good for the sport. Like, you know, we need, like, it's awesome to just see so many people excited about it. And then these, like, you know, brands and stuff that are excited about it and getting into the sport who maybe weren't in it before. Um, and, yeah, I think that's – and also just, like, I feel like the standard has been raised with, like, competing and times and all that, and it kind of just raises it for everybody. So mm-hmm. I think those are some great things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Last question, um, and it's a bit cheesy, but it uses the title of the show, so I'd like to ask it. What effect has running had on your life? Um, yeah, I feel like it's had, like, like uh, so much. I mean, it's, like, I feel like it's it's kind of created structure and kind of directed my life to where it is now. It's made it's caused me to make the friends that I've made and the people that I know and um and kind of guided my life in a way so I think it's a huge huge aspect um of my life that has just kind of I think it's made me better as obviously an athlete but also um as like a just a general like driven person so Mm -hmm. okay to wrap up this already amazing episode let's go through the rapid fire questions also known as the going to the well segment so nico are you ready for these seven quick questions yes okay number one favorite piece of running gear or technology uh the marathon shoes like the ones that people race marathons in Mm -hmm. number two what book has had an impact on your life Find balance, I think. Okay, number three, do, describe Coach Mike Smith in one word. Genius. <laughs> Love that. Okay, number four, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Giant waffles and bacon. Okay, number five, while we're on the subject of food, if you had Gordon Ramsay coming over for dinner, what would you choose to make for him? Probably some kind of homemade pasta uh, with, like, a really good homemade sauce as well. That's probably, like, a sauce that probably isn't, like, a common one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, number six. Uh, people who follow you know you're pretty into extravagant smoothie recipes, which is pretty sweet to see. So you're kind of known for this. So if you could only have one smoothie for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would probably be, like, a banana strawberry vanilla smoothie or something like that okay last but not least if you were on a deserted island and you could only bring three things what would they be i would bring a uh a wetsuit um and then probably like snorkeling goggles and let's just say a pizza oven (laughs) awesome well nico it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you for the past 50 minutes i really appreciate you taking us through your career in the sport and uh, all the insights you've given us and wisdom i really appreciate it and i will of course be cheering for you in 2022 and beyond so thank you for coming on the running effect i appreciate you immensely yeah thanks for having me i'm i'm glad i was able to be on Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Running Effect. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, please like, subscribe, and share to help us out. Stay tuned for a new episode next week, and make sure to turn on post notifications so you get notified the minute it comes out. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Running Effect, and also we have a Strava Club. Uh, I believe it's called The Running Effect Podcast. So I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope your running is thriving. God bless you all.